Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That's cool. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles, and today with Mike. I'm Tara Styles, and this is Mike, and welcome to the show. Yay! All right, so today we're talking about work and working together with a person who is your partner, in my case, in your case, partner in all things, everything. So there's a lot to get into here. We've got a whole list <laughs> we prepared. And first, I just want to kick it off with asking you, what is it like working with me? You just went for it, didn't you? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. You know, it makes me think of also people ask, what's it like to be an entrepreneur? And I, I kind of think that my answer is the same. It's not a choice. It's just something you do because that's the only way you could do it. And, you know, we can get into that topic later. Uh, is a, a lot of people, I know uh, a lot of people that I've worked with over the years, they embark on being an entrepreneur by making a spreadsheet and outlining the, the plan and the risks and, and balances and making charts and comparing it to all the other things that, that I could do. And for me, I never, ever did that. It was just, I kind of rolled along and stumbled into what was there for me in each moment, in each year, at each time, in each person or company I meet. And, and everything just happened the way it happened. Uh, and I don't know if that's the best way or the only way, but that's been my way. And I think it's the same with you. I think, I think uh, us working together... We didn't plan it out. We didn't chart it out. We didn't checks and balances and, and, and weigh options. It just, it's the only thing we could have done, I think. Okay, you didn't really answer my question, <laughs> which is, what is it like working with me? It's a selfish question. Is it fun? Is it wild? Is it everything you ever thought it would be? It's the only thing I could have done. <laughs> Now, uh, it's, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. We'll just put it that way. Uh, you know, it's, uh, for me, I had this idea from a long, long time ago that, um, you spend almost all of the hours of your waking day or a whole lot of them at work, no matter what you do. And I would look at that and like, gosh, uh, what if you don't like what you do and then you're, you're working, working and, and then it's like there's this time off that that'll come later where I can enjoy the fruits of my work. And it's like I, I get that and I have a lot of friends who are, who are there and it's not it's never just, well, I don't like what I do. There are, there are always good moments and there's always a chance to 
make those moments and carry them more and more into what you do to transform what you do. And that's certainly what Tai Chi is teaching. It's never suffer a bad position. There are ways to transform where you are into something better. So, um, but here I would say, uh, working with you for me, I have to have the hours of my day be, uh, something I love all the time. And I didn't want this distinction between my work time and, and the rest of my time. And there are a lot of things that contributed to that. My brother dying when I was uh, in college, it, it just kind of hit me uh, so hard. I was like, what is all this for? Because I'd been nothing but achieving until then. And um, so I'd say that in many ways, that and a few other events propelled me into this into finding, like, seeking, 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 and, and trying to find a way to work where my life and my work, what I love, what I want to do, how I want to spend my time, can all become one thing. Does that more answer your question? It all becomes one thing. Here. So you're saying that I complete you? Yes. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I love it. So... For me, it's it's pretty similar. I, I don't have the work, work, work background. My background is more I'm an individual performer, and I was trained to perform myself individually or with a group and kind of latch on to a performer's life, which for most performers of dance or really anything else is a freelance lifestyle. So... I figured maybe I could get a job at some point, convince somebody to give me a job in an office with a paycheck that's steady and things like that. But that's so far away from everything that I worked for my whole life that it seemed almost exotic. So when I got to New York and I was dancing and starting to explore yoga and started to get into leading yoga one-on-one, -on -one, and when that started to become more of how I really loved spending my time I started writing and blogging and doing things like this. And at one point I was writing for a magazine and I remember getting that first paycheck. You remember this, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was so excited. It was so silly. It was one of the first times when I got paid for something that wasn't performing. And it wasn't a very big paycheck. It was, I think, a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> That's why you were laughing at me. But for me, this was proof that I could do something in the world of work beyond just performing with my body and movement and even leading yoga one-on-one. -on -one. So I thought, wow, this can actually be something that's multidimensional. Uh, teaching yoga is one thing that I love to do. And I wasn't trying to escape that and sort of get into an office job, but I was excited that somebody appreciated my mind and words that I wrote literally on a page enough to pay for that. That was super exciting for me and really propelled me into the confidence of asking for a book deal, asking for partnerships where I had a say in them, really the confidence to go into companies and say, okay, I'm here. I'm not just somebody who can do yoga and move around in a, a position that looks cool in a photo or a video or something, but I have these ideas that are about moving with ease and helping people feel better that are really unique and 
interesting to me and interesting to other people as well. And I was excited to start to create a whole kind of range of working for myself. And I think that's when you, well, we met, we were hanging around doing yoga and stuff like that (laughs) just for fun too. I don't think we were thinking about work when we really met right away. But how I think about work and I think how you think about work is it's not separate from life. There's no, it's, what's the saying that's so gross that we share this gross opinion of? It's not personal, it's business. Yeah, I think that's one of the grossest things in the world. Of course, it's personal. Everything's personal. So when I first started to get to go into companies and partner together, I created or co-created, I suppose is a better way, lots of really good relationships with people that I have beyond when the partnership ends with the brand or whatever. And that's so much more important to me. And I think to you as well, this concept of how do you work together with someone that you're living with, that you're partnered up with everything? And how do you work together with people? Is it just about what can I get and what can you not get? Or is it more about how can we do something really great together that's beneficial for many, for maybe more than one reason, maybe a reason beyond money, or at least in addition to making money for people, having a nice sense of adding something in the world, having a nice sense of purpose in this way, and and also having fun. So I think you started to, in the beginning of when I was making YouTube videos and leading people one-on-one, I remember you telling me, you don't have to do this. You don't have to go to that person's office at seven o'clock at night and lead them yoga for $60. And I was telling you that I really like doing this. This is something really fun for me. And I know that it's leading somewhere else. And even if it didn't lead somewhere else, I was perfectly happy with a life doing that. And it just so happened that my life started to expand more and more the more I gained confidence in myself to pitch ideas, to talk about ideas with different people. And at least my experience when I started doing that and gaining that confidence, you started to notice, not notice me more, but notice that you could create something within all of this for yourself, but also we could create something that's also together. So I feel like there's me, there's you. We both do very different things within what we do within our work that are also together. And then there's this whole together part of Strala and the community and how we kind of look at things together. So is that how you see it as well? I have something to say. I just realized something for the first time. So how Tara does business and what she was describing there is exactly the same as how she teaches yoga. And later, later she's going to be, you're so stupid. You know, (laughs) you just figured that out. That's so obvious. And I'm like, things are obvious to this one that, that certainly aren't always obvious to me. And I don't know about the rest of you. Maybe I'm just super slow, but what I just realized is in your saying you weren't thinking about how you wanted things to evolve or me being involved or not involved or whatever. You were taking care of you 
you were figuring you out, you were doing the best job you could at, I have something to give, how do I do better at giving it? And that started just whirling around and I was pulled into that that circle. You didn't tell me, and now I'd like you to do these tasks, and now I'd like you to do that for me, and now I'd, or even now I'd like you to do that for you. It was you taking care of you and figuring out really good ways to do that that pulled in. And this is always what you're saying about the magic of teaching yoga. Uh, you don't have to tell other people what to do. In fact, even with very good intentions, that's manipulation. You actually have to understand this thing from Tai Chi, that we're all in the same circle together. Whether you think you're isolated or not, you're not. And being on that same circle, you can actually give by giving to you. Put us all in the same circle and that can't help but help other people more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the only reason that I teach yoga is because I saw things that made me really angry and I'm better at being less angry about those things now than I was in the beginning. So the things that made me angry are the abuse that I saw in yoga, the straight up things that are crimes, the way that yoga was taught straight down to the, now I want you to do this. I just thought that was so bratty and it is so bratty. And sometimes I should say that these ways of teaching get passed down and the person that ends up teaching them is a nice person. But back when I first started exploring yoga, there was a lot less yoga teachers. So there were a lot less nice yoga teachers as well. So it's very different now. We're all growing and evolving and trying to do better. But I'm criticizing the maybe the second wave of yoga in America. There was the 70s and all of that. My ballet teacher was into Yogananda and brought yoga into our ballet program from his experience in the 70s. You know, Krishna Das and Ram Das were both big fans of that movement and Krishna Das is still alive and he talks about that. And then there was my experience of the 90s and the early 2000s of a few institutional yoga studios that were insular and abusive and manipulative and dogmatic and basically taking this magical, incredible thing called yoga and saying, you have to do it my way and you have to think like me and act like me and let me control you in order to have even just a taste of this amazing thing. And that just, for whatever reason, in my body, mind, and spirit lights me on fire and makes me want to scream and jump up and down and go completely crazy. So I found a way to channel that, <laughs> which was in sharing yoga in a way to help people feel better. And at first, I got a lot of people wanting to do it with me. And that was wonderful. There wasn't resistance because the people who were going to resist me were not in the spaces that I was in. I was creating new spaces, homes and parks and studio in your apartment. But when yoga teachers found out about it, there was a lot of resistance. There was a lot of people saying, you can't do it like this. You have to say the Sanskrit word, you have to speak in an Indian accent. And I'm saying, no, I don't. What you're doing is ridiculous and you need to stop. So I found a way over time, the confidence to 
let it alone a little bit and let my work speak for itself. And what I've seen through working with you in the beginning, which is kind of funny because you're a guy and Mike can say the things that I want to say. And he went to Harvard and Exeter and got invited to Oxford and has this amazing background. So I'm, I, I used to say, Mike, just go tell those people this, this, and this, what, what's on my mind. And he would tell these people and they would say, oh yes, that makes so much sense. But if I was to go and say my original idea, it wouldn't really work. But now times have changed. So that was definitely one phase of us working together was you going around explaining these idea ideas in your body with your educational background and physical abilities to do yoga. And that definitely helped me with my vision of work. It helped make this easier for sure. So what was your experience of that? This is also uh, lighting up. This is this can be a much longer talk. It's like uh, we, we could do this every day for years, but it's lighting up something else for me as Tara's describing yoga and why she got into this. Tara and I have different perspectives on some things. But I think part of what makes this work is that we we wind up with the same aim. So the difference perspective here is I joined all the yoga cults, or not all of them. And I, and I say that part joking, but part not. And I call them cults because they were based on telling me that I've been chosen for a really special opportunity to go beyond where everyone else can go. I was told that I wasn't going to have the same friends anymore and that I wouldn't connect with my family anymore and uh, that that was okay and that I was going to learn, and this is written into the basic philosophy of yoga, I was going to learn uh, to practice suffering so that I could transcend that which suffers, which is the body and not my body, the body. You know, it's even right away depersonalizing that way and and I... I bought this wholeheartedly. I, I was so happy to reject Exeter, to reject Harvard, to reject that I studied mind-body medicine, to reject that I knew that a lot of what was being said in these systems like, oh, uh, sweat is detoxing, twists are detoxing, medically just factually not right. It just, there's no truth to that whatsoever. And I could go down an incredibly long list of of the, th the little things that yoga did that got us into, well, if you accept this thing that's not true because we're, we're leaving logical to go non-logical, we're leaving rational to go non-rational, and where the rest of the world is stuck in things that are real and can be proven, we're going beyond that. So there's, there's no tether to truth anymore. There's no tether to logic. And when you get me going that way, you can control me. And same with everybody else. And, you know, for a lot of people who weren't doing yoga in the big systematized control systems that were, you know, growing in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, for people who have done things more recently, uh, because of the explosion of yoga, there are still those systems. The head of, of, of one of the very prominent systems who's a friend of ours said, I hope my daughter never does this. Because it's torture, but I needed to torture myself. And it's like, oh my gosh, 
this is incredible that you're doing so. And he also said that it's, uh, you know, some of the systems he was part of were the most unethical time of his entire life. And I, like, and I was part of all that. So Tara and I are coming in from this different perspective. And now, now it's as simple as if you carry that lineage forward, it's make crow pose something that's as hard as possible by disconnecting every part of you and trying to manipulate every part of you into just the right place. So it takes people 10 years to learn a crow pose rather than do the Tai Chi or the Qigong way of going about learning how to connect with your own body and use you, what you've got. You learn that crow pose in about 10 minutes when you get good at you rather than looking across at copying someone else, memorizing someone else, following what's good for someone else's body. So I got into all of that because it was appealing to me for a variety of reasons, which some of you have gone deep with me. You're like, yeah, Mike, okay, I get that. Good that you're not as much there anymore and that Tara pulled you out. Uh, and that's, that's Tara's thing. So Tara came in this to pull people out because she saw a better way. And, you know, I came in this because I was in it and it had a conflict for me because there was a part of me that did study science and mind-body medicine and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I needed to resolve that conflict. But at the end of this, different perspectives, the working together, I said it's not a choice, but the working together is we both really wanted to do something good with this, with yoga, with well-being, with helping people make here better. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Doing good things. <laughs> and it's not on a bumper sticker. Uh, we're kind of talking about these huge overarching ideas. And what I see now, I'm kind of fast forwarding 20 years of doing this, is I'm thinking about how can I be helpful now. And now there's social media, now there's videos, now there's apps, now there's all these things. And that's been a part of my experience as we've grown, as I've grown, as Strala's grown, all these things that you can kind of look back and say, okay, these things are happening and these things are still going on. But there's people starting now at all ages that feel, and I know this because this is what folks say to us at our Strala trainings and online too, that they're terrified and nervous and really don't know where to start because there's so much, not just information, there's so many people doing variations of all of these things. And what I see is hardly anyone doing something that they truly love to do. And most people, unfortunately, copying some version of either somebody else. That's kind of the low res version of that. 
or copying some version that, I mean, we kind of talk about this all the time, some spreadsheet version of what should be done. So we've never biggered ourselves in a certain way. And if you've ever read the Lorax or seen the movie, you'll know what we're talking about. It's a great, should put this on the reading list for this, the Lorax. Everybody go read, read the book first. It's a kid's book. We've never biggered ourselves and we've had many opportunities to do this. And Mike can speak more to his friends in more office businesses. I don't even like the word traditional business because what does that mean anyway? But more office businesses that create their companies based on analysis of what other people are doing and then figuring out how to spend more money to be seen before that person or that brand is seen. We've seen people do that to us. It's kind of funny and kind of annoying, but we ultimately prevail because we aren't using those strategies. And something really interesting that I want to share that we've seen tremendous value in And whether you want to call it just straight up value, we get to do this for the rest of our lives. We have no problems. We have no worries that all of this is just going to crumble. This is really built on solid ground. The community is real. There's no tricks. There's no paid BS that is so easy to get into if you're a tiny brand, if you're one person, or if you've built a team. And one piece of advice that has just been natural to me because I don't know how to do it another way. Literally, I'm unable to is I have to do things in a way that make me feel good and help me feel like I'm helping someone. So straight up this question of how can I help over how can I fit in or how can I compete or what can I prove or who can I show what I'm doing to in this way? Literally, How do I take myself, and in our case, yourself as well, with your talents, and and then our third case, Strala, with what we have in our community, how can we literally help people in a way that only we can? And for me, this is kind of the meaning of life. This is the real secret in a way. What can you do that's unique to you? in the unique way that you do it and actually help people. And I know that sounds super simple of a business plan, but it's always been my plan and it's always worked. Now I've used my brain. I've used some thinking. I've used some reflection. These are things that we also do all the time, but that's the core of it. How can I use my energy for good And I ask him, how can you use your energy for good? And I ask the Strala community, how can we use our energy for good? And we do this and it's like, what's the story with the three little pigs? You know, (laughs) we've got the brick house, not just us, but our community, the people that we help with yoga, we're giving people and supporting them in building their own brick house. And this is really something that makes me really happy. If I can help someone not just feel good, I know everybody's kind of saying that now, you know, you can say something, move with ease, and then it'll be on a bumper sticker, not by you, by someone else a few months later. And you can't be annoyed by that because everybody takes everything from everybody. 
But if you're actually showing someone how to do something that actually helps them in their life, then you will also have a steady stream of other people that want you to help them and opportunities. You'll never not have an opportunity to help in this way. And I just think that's the coolest thing in the world, not just building myself this financial security and a life and, you know, an easy life for Daisy if that gets to happen. But how can I help everybody that I meet not just feel better, but have a path to create a solid foundation for themselves? And specifically with what I share with yoga, it is just that. It's I'm teaching people how not to be taken advantage of when I lead yoga. That's basically what I do. That's the under the hoodness of me. I'm teaching people how to think for themselves, how to pay attention to themselves, how to sensitize, all within the framework of showing them how to do something, not just saying, do what you want, not just saying, move how it feels good. It's a process of moving well that leads to actual empowerment, actual progress. And to me, that's the coolest thing in the world. I'll be as busy or as less busy as I want to be forever when I stick with this feeling and this action of doing. And I really believe that anyone listening that has this, I have to do something, I have to do something, I have to do something coming through you, when you find that feeling and when you find that action that supports that feeling, you'll have it. And you won't spend time looking at other people. It won't be something that you're interested in doing. Things will still annoy you if people take what you do and whatever, all of the normal things of life. But you will always have a very quick way to be fulfilled and to do that action on a big scale, on a small scale, anywhere. I can go and help my neighbor do a few easy shoulder openers so she feels better in her body, or I can go and lead a big training or a big yoga workshop somewhere, and my fulfillment inside will always be high and will always be the same. What do you feel about that? <laughs> there's a whole story that I feel like, well, there's so many of getting into, but is are we right at about the place where we want to be done and maybe save more for the next time. Why do you go ahead and share your story if it's right there? All right, it's right there. Well, everything you were saying makes me think of, of John. And so Tara said, she mentioned the Lorax. I would actually, probably because I'm, Tara would call me a Philistine, but I like movies and I felt like they really added more in the movie. So my recommendation is actually watch the movie, but the book is really cool too. You could probably read that more. Um, so... I like the music in the movie. Okay. Um, so this idea of needing to bigger and bigger and bigger, and I think part of working together for Tara and me, we had a lot of ideas, different backgrounds, different perspectives, different experiences, but a lot of the same ideas about be good, not big, or grow what we can ourselves naturally and flexibly and responsively rather than go out and I had I had been in the kinds of companies that go out right away and raise venture capital money and grow under that direction and have growth mandates that go along with that 
and what that means. And that, that's for another time. But uh, what came to mind for me is this doesn't all this. Let's say we have the same ideals. We, we want to be good, not big. I don't think anyone wants to be big and just doesn't care about being good. So be clear about that. But having ideals doesn't mean that you won't be successful or you won't be able to be very big or, or whatever. It's more a matter of what you lead with. And it makes me think of my friend, John, who's our friend. He's, he's a magical friend, but he's real life, who's created more than one from zero companies worth billions of dollars. And he didn't take them over. He created them from zero. And all along, not all along creating, not doing competitive intel and doing what other companies in his space were doing, not uh, really not doing anything other than being the person that he wanted to be and creating what he wanted to create along the way. And so that created a person who tells us all the time, he's like, look, success is something that happens. You don't have always control over that. What you have control over is how you feel along the way, what you do along the way. And it's the message that I get from him often is this is about, uh, it's more about growing happy than, than growing money. And the money will happen or it won't. But how you feel when you get where you're going is created by how you feel along the way and how you are along the way. And I see that in him because when he talks to me, He's talking about how he was on the phone with some uh, customer service helper at some company, and it was a good call. At the end of it, he said, hey, uh, does anyone ever tell you that you do a really good job? And, and then he, he took, and the person said, oh, very nice. And then he, he takes it a step further. Uh, he's like, could I have the email of your boss? I'd really like to tell them. And this is a guy who you would say, oh, he doesn't have any free time on his hands. He's leading these enormous companies and he's like, he's busy, you know. He's a... But this is how he lives every moment of his life along the way. And so he has created a world and a life and a family that's feeling good, that is creative, that's not a copy, that's not someone else's. And, and as he said, the success happens um, but every step along the way, the good feeling has been happening. It wasn't a, well, let's do these good things and really hope that something better happens in the future. It's doing these good things and good things are happening immediately in that same circle. So that's what that made me think of. Yes. Getting very, it's really hard to talk about one thing without talking about everything. I think that's a challenge for this topic as well. Because it's not a business conversation. It's a life conversation. It's a practice conversation. It's a nourishment conversation. It's a family conversation. It's a clothing conversation. It's a sustainability conversation. It's an everything conversation. So you can approach things in so many different ways. And I know my intention here with this project, even talking about work, is to hopefully remind you if you feel like you're in a way that feels off at all, then it's off and it's not your fault. It's what everything around you has taught you. 
And this is what I share with yoga. When you move slowly and move yourself around, all of a sudden, oh my gosh, you notice a little bit more of what's going on, which is the main question of the healing arts and also a wonderful Marvin Gaye song, what's going on, what's going on. And that's the main everything of work for us, what's going on, not how am I manipulating the system to bring a little bit more my way and a little bit less someone else's way. So if you're doing that and you're fine, you're probably not listening to this, <laughs> or maybe you are, and maybe there's some way to open up your ideas of how you're living your whole life and finding one place to create a little bit more space, a little bit more room for you to feel more like you. And one of the cool things that I think is so hard for people to understand about leading yoga, one of the ways that makes it feel like magic is when I, as a guide, essentially disappear. So if I can successfully help you feel like you, then I go away. I'm there, I'm, I'm orchestrating the experience, but you're not trying to show me that you're doing a good job. You're not trying to get anybody's approval or act a certain way. I've simply like a dandelion a little bit, give a little blow in a way and say, you know, you're going that way. I've, I've guided you with a lot of skill, with a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom. Yes, I'm doing a whole lot. It doesn't take away from what I'm doing, but how it works is it feels like your idea. It feels like your memory from the inside out. So with your work life, there should be the main part of you at all times feeling like this is you. This is what you want to be doing. This is fulfilling your passion. This is fulfilling your purpose. I watched a podcast recently that was very angry about passion and purpose being mushed together at the same time. And I'm like, okay, we can either ang get angry about words being used and given the same meaning, or we could just try to do a whole lot better with the direction of what you're doing with work. So maybe there's something in there. If something feels off, it's off. It's not your fault. Go back to the beginning, get get down on the ground, take a few breaths, roll around, and you will you will very easily see what to do. And if you need to phone a friend, if you need to write us, we're happy to talk through it with you. But I know for me, because I definitely go through phases in our work life where I feel like, okay, I'm a little bit tired or something's going on, what's happening? And I get down on the ground, I roll around a little bit, I talk with Mike. And we figured out, oh, we should be doing more of this and less of this. And that's all it is. I'm not talking about a huge life change or something like that. It doesn't need to be like that always. It's literally more of this, less of this. And you'll find your self in that. So hopefully that's useful. Do you have any parting words of inspiration? And then let us know if you want to keep this going and we'll keep it going. Nothing to add. That was good. I hope we do keep it going. It's a huge topic. We do all spend a huge amount of the hours of our life working. 
and working together in one way or another. So, uh, yeah, the, the stories are endless and, and, um, leave it at that. (laughs) All right. So thanks for putting up with us. Thanks for listening and watching here. If you're on Strala home and you can join up and practice with us anytime, stralahome.com. We've got awesome community from everywhere. The real life folks are also there, which is really cool. And reach out if we can help with anything. Have a great day and see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.